Habakkuk chapter 1 says this, verse 2, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise, so the law is paralyzed. And justice never goes forth, for the wicked surround the righteous. So justice goes forth perverted. Habakkuk sounds a little bit here like a psalmist. Um, This is not as straightforward of a prophecy where God uh, utilizes the prophet to describe how he's going to bring about justice, both for the world and for his people. And then it moves uh, to an answer from the Lord, which sounds a little more like a regular prophecy, except that God is answering Habakkuk. Habakkuk complains again, Are you not from everlasting? O Lord, my God, my Holy One, we shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them, you have ordained them, the nation he talked about bringing up, as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. He goes on to describe God very accurately, even, and then he says he will take his stand at his watchpost and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. They're having a rich dialogue at this point um, about God's choice to bring up the Chaldeans in the face of the injustice um, that Habakkuk sees. He doesn't differentiate between the Israelite justice and the justice across the world. In the beginning of the Lord's answer, he says, write the vision, for still the vision awaits its time. And then in verse 4, he says, but the righteous shall live by faith. This becomes a very quoted in the New Testament verse as a description of the life of faith. Um, Those who are called by God will trust in him and will continue to trust in him regardless of circumstances. God then pronounces woes. Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own. Theft. Verse 9. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house taking advantage of, of others in oppression. Woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Violence. God closes this woe with this in verse 14 of chapter 2. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is woe to him who makes his neighbors drink. You pour out your wrath and make them drunk in order to gaze at their nakedness. There's a level of debauchery and uh, sexual immorality that comes along with... Um, idolatry oftentimes, and is sinful and destructive. Woe to him who says to a wooden thing, awake, to a silent stone, arise. Can this teach? Behold, it is overlaid with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all in it. It's a terrific description of an idol. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. That's the end of chapter 2. And then Habakkuk makes a pretty major shift to praying. He says in verse 2 of chapter 3, I have heard the report of you and your work, O Lord, do I fear. In the midst of the years, revive it. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. And then Habakkuk gives a theophanic description of God, a a description of God appearing uh, that is reminiscent of um, the Exodus, that's reminiscent of the description of God crushing, or mankind crushing um, evil in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. And he says at the end, I hear and my body trembles. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail on the fields yield no food. Meaning, I'll wait. 
Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. Meaning, his footing is now secure. Not because the Lord did anything to the world or to the Chaldeans or to the Israelites, but because he knows who the Lord is. And the Lord answered that in due time, he will both eradicate idolatry and violence and oppression and injustice. And he'll do so in his way. Habakkuk is oft quoted in the New Testament, perhaps because God summarizes that the righteous shall live by faith, but also because he has a dialogue with the Lord, with his knowledge of the Lord's character, but also what he sees in the world, which is modeled for us in the Psalms and in the prayer life of saints throughout the Bible, that we do not offer up sweet, polite prayers when what we see in front of us is anything but. We will rejoice in the Lord. We will take joy in the God of our salvation. The Lord, God the Lord is our strength. He makes our feet like the deer's. He makes us to tread on high places because he's good.